Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are here for week 12, and we are talking about the, the last two episodes of the season three arc, which are not the last two episodes of season three of Lucifer, but the last two episodes of the arc. And those are episodes 23 and 24, Quintessential Decker Star, Quintessential Decker Star. It's a little jumbly. And um, A Devil of My Word. So there's a lot of places we could start today. Uh, first of all, where we're definitely starting is a shout out to Latoya Ferguson, who unfortunately could not join us today, though she sends her best and wants us to explain Cinnamon, uh, if we can, uh, <laughs> for her and, and, you know, with her in our hearts. Um so we're so unfortunately Latoya is not here for, with us today. But there are several other places we could start. We could start with the text I got from Noel. Uh, which was very fun. Well, sad, but fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> or we could start with being angry. Um, or we could start with the fan experience. So I think we should start with the fan experience okay. because we powered through season three, right? So imagine you've been watching this and it's been spaced out one a week, roughly with big gaps in the middle, random gaps in the middle. And um, you haven't had to talk about it with people who know a lot about television. So maybe it hasn't been as bad for you as it's been for us doing it every day and really analyzing it. But it's been an underwhelming season. And then you get to these last two episodes and specifically the, the season finale. Devil of my word. And then you end with that last shot. And then the show gets fucking canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't even imagine. But it doesn't even just get canceled. And then, and then yeah. it comes back randomly for just two unrelated episodes that take place before this finale. I mean, like that just has to be rough. With the knowledge that the show had commissioned, that Fox had commissioned additional episodes for season four, meaning they were probably going to bring it back for season four. Like, obviously, why would they specifically? hire them to do more episodes that will air in season four if they were going to cancel the show. And that the writers have been actively breaking season four. Um, so yeah, thoughts on that guys. <laughs> I, I thought about that um, like two minutes after the finale, after we watched the finale and I just went, that has to suck. The whole arrangement of all of that is just, Oh wow. Big cliffhanger canceled two random episodes. Wait, What? And it's just, it's so horrible and so Fox <laughs> to do that kind of thing um, that I just, I cannot imagine the sheer torment of all of that um, going through that. And then just the elation of Netflix going, oh no, we're going to, we're going to bring it back. And then we're going to somehow bully Tom Ellison to doing a sixth season. <laughs> <laughs> with the monies that's how they're doing that yeah um yeah and it was a there was a big lucy fan um social media twitter kind of push which helped yeah. get it renewed too but yeah so that would just be really fun especially with the knowledge that they i mean watching this you can tell that they're stretching things out to fit an extended episode order that is not better for the show and you know it's like well if you were just gonna freaking cancel it they could have done season three in ten and then yeah. done season four in ten <laughs> Yeah, I, um, and this is straying a little bit from the topic at hand because I was thinking a lot about the pacing specifically and, and Tom raised a really good point because he's a smarty pants that this, the, these two episodes 
are very plot heavy. A lot yeah. happens. Uh, and the last one in particular feels like, like if the discovery of Pierce killing Charlotte, or maybe just the discovery that Pierce is Sinnerman somehow, mm-hmm. um, by someone other than Lucifer, had come at like the midway point in the season, you could have done a whole half season of how you take down your yeah. boss, right? Which like, would I would love Lucifer and Dan and Chloe butting heads and trying to figure, like all of that stuff is, it's such an interesting place to tell a story. And instead, we just got hour after hour of bullshit Leading up to, oh, well, this is actually the interesting part of the story to tell, so we're going to bang it out in two episodes, really in 42 minutes, because it's to the last hour where things get, I think, really interesting. So, God, how frustrating. And how, I don't understand why it is that that Fox seems to delight in being so cruel <laughs> with its the way that it handles cancellation, but it's really bizarre. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't have to live through that as a Lucifer fan. That would have pushed me right over the edge. Well, what, you know, Tom mentioned what you're discussing, Allison, like that would have fixed so many problems <laughs> this yep. season. Even let's just look at Maze. So then you've got like, you've got different allegiances going with Maze with potential threats to Linda and Amenadiel tying in with, Char- like there are so many more interesting things because after a season of really not being interested in or liking most of what they're doing with most of the characters. The, I think this is a terrific finale. It's so good. Yeah. It's yep. good on like every level. Really good performances, interesting writing, the theme, like the payoff to all this, you're my test, you're my test, father wants this, da, 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 is actually, that's been bullshit this whole time. It's actually this other more thoughtful thing that fits in with what we've been saying this whole time thematically with our show is terrific and it didn't need us to be bludgeoned over the freaking head with the repetition of like them being wrong for 25 episodes to make that work you could have done other things and like led them on a journey that took us to that same satisfying moment but it's just oh man it's a really good finale if you had if we had started a drinking game at the beginning of the season and the words were dad test and devil face we would all have liver disease right now like Mm -hmm. we'd have we'd have some sort of cirrhosis situation happening um which like normally you could say that and it would just be the word detective like every time that we would also but that is just an aspect of the show it's why it's so wild to hear lucifer say chloe like really great use of pattern and breaking a pattern and instead of like here is the thing that you have to understand also please don't attempt to understand this other thing because there's no way um just ignore that but like test dad devil face devil face test dad devil face over and over and over again i it it is baffling to me and i cannot imagine outside of the fan experience i cannot imagine how frustrating it must have been to be in that writer's room because i'm sure that some of the confusion we're feeling comes from whatever they were getting from the network whether it was episode order or notes or whatever because it's the only thing that possibly explains how the end of this season is so good when so much of what comes before it is so bungled yeah yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre. Like, especially, like, the finale it, in and of itself is really, really good. Because not only is it plot-heavy, as 
you've both pointed out because they're wrapping up a bunch of stuff they're trying to acknowledge some random things like oh no no he's definitely the sinner man and he has a gang of goons and it's like where did he get these guys yeah, from where did the goons come from <laughs> did they also move from chicago well see that's my that that was my thing in response to you and everyone else about those rocks those rocks were in the other house that he's up <laughs> On shelving, so he moves those rocks every time, which is just, just so good. But I think it's all of that stuff, but then they have time for all the character stuff as well. Um, in terms of like, oh, right, Lucifer and Ella have like this weird back and forth about religion and God and dad. And that was interesting. That all went away this season, but here, here it is in this finale. And I'm like, oh, this is, Wait, is this one of the season two episodes? I'm really confused about what's happening right now. <laughs> what? Ella feels like a person for a moment? Right. Oh, and it's Chloe. We've missed you. Yeah. yeah. There's all this character stuff in between all of this that I just, I really like. And it was just really weird to watch all of that play out and then have all that kind of test. Who are you? Who you want to be determines what you are. Sort of thing filtering into these last couple episodes is also just really good. But like you said, Allison, everything gets bungled up into the lead up to this, and yet somehow this finale is still really good. Yeah, and it's just bizarre to me that you can do something so haphazardly, and then still have this that works really, really well and feels of a piece of the show that we like. I will say, I think that there is exactly what, and this is, now we're talking season wrap-up apologies, but obviously that's also what the episode is doing, so I'm sure we'll revisit some of this. But I do think that there's one piece of the season that actually does almost work exactly as written. Inexplicably, shockingly, it's Dan and Charlotte. Like, Dan and Charlotte, I was trying to think, was there a point where it didn't really work? And I don't think so. I think that, and I think part of that part of that might just be that it was such a light touch, right? Like we just j- dropped in on them every once in a while. Um, so the first time he sees her and it's confusing and she's confused by his response and then they start communicating. What does that mean? And Trixie gets involved in this, that, and then the really effective choice of having him show up in her dream. And we've heard about the dream and what that means to her and all of that stuff leading to giving Kevin Alejandro something to do besides comic relief, which he does really well in the, in this finale. And at the end of the previous episode, I just, um, cannot believe that in season three, in this economy, the stuff that worked best was the Dan stuff. If you had tried to convince me in season one that I was going to be so attached to Dan, I would have called you a filthy liar. <laughs> um, let's let's hear from the Zoom uh, listeners. And I am I am so looking forward to Wednesday, guys, where you share your thoughts on the season. Like, yeah, I'm indeed. very looking forward to it. Um, let me see. We've got. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will not talk about Matthew Reese, though. They'll just take us off track. Um, <laughs> Keenan says, uh, if if it had broken mid-season and we'd seen more of, of uh, Kane's operation, it would have been so much more interesting and effective. Uh, <laughs> Scotty says, the glass house full of rocks, as Lurker reminds us. There are many moments in the finale that feel earned, which is incredible for how bungled most of the season is. I literally cried uh, aloud, oh no, I forgot about Dan! When she died, I was heartbroken for him. I can't believe how well that storyline worked. 
And I absolutely agree, as does Keenan, who says uh, she absolutely agrees with Scotty's comment and with Allison's assessment of the success, the most successfully plotted relationship of the season was Dan and Charlotte. And I don't even think it's close. Like, I don't think no. like, like the little mm. bits we get with Trixie and Maze are the second best and the second most consistent relationship in the season. And th- that's it. Right. Because. Yeah. All the other dynamics have major problems with them. Um, well, I yeah. think, I mean, I think there are like little tiny things that still work. Like I think um, Lucifer and Linda, mm-hmm. like that's, it's mostly unchanged, but there is yeah. that really nice turn where she's like, I was trying to balance therapist and friend and friend went yeah. out. And I think that that pays off reasonably well. Um, there was a lot less Lucifer and Linda though. Yeah. Yes. A lot less. And I think that, um, we got some interesting things in Dan and Lucifer. We got some interest. It's basically just Dan. Cause we also got some interesting things with Dan and Chloe. Like I was very into the Dan and Chloe dynamic in this episode where it was just, they know each other so well and it was so compassionate. And it was again, just like where you actually would want to see them. Um, not the garbage that was happening in season one. Um, Charlotte and Lucifer was good. Yep. Charlotte and Lucifer was good. And I also, and this maybe transitions us to quintessential Decker star uh, was very into at least this portion of Charlotte and Amenadiel. I texted Noel and Kate and Latoya and said that I would absolutely, this is before Charlotte died, would absolutely watch a spinoff where Amenadiel and Charlotte are PIs together. Like 100% would watch and then Dan could be their girl Friday and like bring them coffee and type up memos and stuff. Again, I've been revisiting the Perry Mason novels. It's all very, that format is fresh in my head. So, um, yeah, I, I thought at least that portion of that relationship worked. Between that and Amenadiel reading a paper, I feel like <laughs> that corner sort of worked. Um, Keenan says, May's fighting to save Linda was so compelling, but their relationship was a disaster for most of the season. Can we just like a moment for Leslie Ann Brandt and for Rachel Harris? Because like, oh, that poor, the poor guy who's, uh, the, the client, um, cause that was really sold the crap out of that. It was yeah. so good. And I was like, you, this scene almost makes all the bullshit worth it. It doesn't, but this scene is really, really good. Yeah. It was 10 guys and Four miles. Twelve guys. Twelve guys. Twelve guys. Twelve guys. And four miles. That four line miles. reading was so good. The way she made that a joke and the truth and a declaration of love yeah. and, and just, vulnerable and oh, yeah. and her saying that she needed to say it because that was the thing that was hard almost makes all that garbage worth it. Right. Almost. Can you imagine if that had come on the end of a storyline that made sense? Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the I'd thing. be a mess. That's the thing yeah. about this season is that all this good emotional stuff comes with stuff that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it's, it's just so confounding and so weird that that's how all this shit shook out. Oh, it's just weird. But mm-hmm. yeah. oh, it's just weird. At least Linda <laughs> probably took some first aid classes at the Y or something at this point. Uh, <laughs> she can patch her up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's been auditing classes in med school, right? Because she now at this point she knows that she's their personal ambulance. <laughs> Can we? T- well, first of all, Scotty says Dan and Chloe were a team, helpful, supportive, respectful of each other's lives, and helpful to each other. It was so nice, and it felt really real and natural. And absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how interesting Kane as a character could be if you spent 
like a chunk of episodes with him as like some as a evil mastermind who has had literally millennia to pick up skills and tri- and like and to build relationships and to like acquire wealth and to <laughs> yes he did keenan keenan says he went out as bland as he came in what a waste of a character like if he's you're going to be your he's got this crime syndicate running through the 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 city that he can tap into and he you know you can't there's no lock that can keep him out because he was bored so he spent x number of years learning how to lock pick everything or like there are ways you could write that character to make him incredibly incredibly compelling as a villain while still being human um and they just don't they just kate that's such a good point imagine if he had spent even just a century on like all of the skills you need to be the world's best criminal like theft stealth lock picking seduction resistance of torture like all like any number all of the skills he yeah, could not have even been trying to learn them but just happen happening to have picked up these things because he's been yeah. around so long yeah just it, what a what an incredible waste i will say the fact that he was so he was never more interesting than when he played dust in the wind on his guitar and the fact that he was th- that the story was ending and that he is so dull made Lucifer crashing through that window with his wings that much more satisfying. It was like, oh, thank God we're finally ending this. Lucifer is ending this story. Literally. It was great. Yeah. Um, again, Scotty says he was too busy reading Moby Dick six times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Keaton says, why didn't they fill in one of the, like, 343 episodes a season with Kane fights in the Revolutionary War? That would have, would have been more interesting than the, yep. the Broken Hearts killer. Marcus says, this is a comic book property, and there are parts of the, this that means that he could be, like, a like Penguin or Joker or something, but it's so underutilized. Absolutely. You could right. yeah. really go for that. And this idea of him being in the Revolutionary War reminds me of, like, what Black Lightning did with um, Gravedigger this season, um, where we have this in basically mortal character from world war two and then we just get him fleshed out over time over the course of basically just two and a half episodes or so i think kate um and they just did prolonged battle sequences with him um because it made sense to explain how that character worked um but at the same time you also get to watch wayne brady get beating up a bunch of people uh which you don't always get to see (laughs) Well, and also because they're like, what if Captain America but black? Right. And let's examine that and yeah. do it really, really interestingly. And also it'll help out the rest of the show because now we'll be invested in our villain. It's an idea, Lucifer. Yeah. Usually they're better about that than they are here. Um, Keenan says, winged Lucifer lighting Kane up ruled. And let's use that top, that very correct assessment, Keenan, to talk about that fight scene and how it's fucking awesome oh, it's uh, great. fighting with the wings it's so metal like it's, it's incredibly metal it's so metal i say as the squarest possible person on the planet <laughs> it's very metal. in your cardigan <laughs> in my cardigan it's super metal guys it really is and it's super comic booky mm-hmm. which is something that i i think i didn't really realize i was waiting for yeah right but the payoff of lucifer finally busting out his wings in this moment to save chloe and then so embracing the part of himself that wants to protect and wants to be good and wants to 
perform miracles and all of that only to then also become this angel of death and to have his devil face come back. I'm sorry, to have his devil face come back. I, it was incredibly satisfying really that using the air of the wings and watching them get shredded when they were nested around Chloe, just really great. I hope they were saving their effects budget for this sequence because it looked like a million bucks. It did. Yeah. And almost would make a lot of the boring garbage that we sat through worth it because it was a great ending. I texted the Caldwells after I finished watching it and said, uh, the Lucifer finale slaps? Oh, we know. Keenan Keenan sent us the screen grab. Slaps? <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how into the finale I was, especially that last act. It's almost perfect. Because it, it, it's very successful as an action scene. It's very uh, successful as a comic book uh, adaptation. It's not an adaptation, but it's something drawn for comic books. It's a yeah. genre exercise. But it's also incredibly satisfying on a character and emotional level. Um, and that's what, like, that. that's something that we commented on early in season one, is that, that this is a show that seems to really understand balance and tone so well and has been off for most of this season. Um, I do think, though, that we should give a little bit more credit to quintessential Decker star, because I think that there's a lot of setup there mm-hmm. that really pays off in the finale. I think if if the I think if we were still dealing with the bullshit we were dealing with like a few episodes earlier in the second last episode, this finale wouldn't work as well as it does. And even just like the emotional trajectory that they bring Chloe and Lucifer on in that episode, trying to revert to normal and we can't you know this dynamic needs to shift and like chloe saying i almost married him and we're like yeah we know we know chloe everyone at home knows it doesn't make any freaking sense <laughs> uh, you clearly weren't listening to reason um so i actually i i like that one quite a bit nowhere it means the finale is like on a different level but i i really did actually enjoy that um and i like that they kept they mostly kept kane out of that one um which i think really helped like he was being chased around, followed around, or some different things, but like he didn't have the full heel turn until really the end of you know he when he shoots Charlotte, but he's kind of like lurking in the shadows most of the time. He's not actually active as a villain until the finale, and I think, I think that really oh happens. well, I mean there is that stuff with Maze. Is there fi- oh there are fights in the second yeah last. okay right because when, you got to set he up gets um, her with yeah. um Chekhov's yeah, syringe. Right. Oh, but also Chekhov's like Angel Blade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellfort, yeah, Hellfort. All kinds Blade, of yeah. Chekhov weapons. That's true. I forgot about that. That was in that because this is what happens when we watch two back to back. Totally. Well, yeah. I I think <laughs> Les Kane is good in general, mm-hmm. um, but I also feel pretty bad for Tom Welling because he is very obviously in that fight scene enjoying himself in a way that he is not in the entire season. Except for when he was playing Dust on the Wind and his guitar. So, or I wish... getting killed by a minute <laughs> Yeah, totally. Or that fight scene. I wish that he had gotten to actually play the character it turns out he was playing all along instead of whatever the hell they were trying to do with Chloe and, oh, is he good? Is he not good? But it, I don't know. He's Kane. Maybe he's bad. Maybe he's a villain. Yeah. It's okay for people to just be a villain. You can write interesting villains. And then they can become more, co- like, you could do a Damien Dark. You can start him as a piece of shit and then make him progressively more interesting. That is also an option. Lucifer, get it together. <sighs> well, 
Do we have any other moments or beats we wanted to touch on? I mean, I, I really, really like the like the place they take Amenadiel and Lucifer to. I love this explanation of the devil face and the wings yeah. and and of Amenadiel's uh losing his abilities and regaining his wings. Um for me that like really works. No, it, yeah. It's yeah, really, really too. good. Um it's so good in fact that I was just like I need to remember what the case of the week was in Quintessential Dexter. And I couldn't find it because the fandom wiki for Lucifer has like the official summary. And then the plot is entirely about Charlotte dying. <laughs> like it's two paragraphs about Charlotte and a deal. And then Lucifer admitting his feelings to Chloe. And it's like, uh... the case of the week was the baseball guy with Charlotte. Oh, right. Okay. Which is gave her so right. much material to, to do. And you know what? Shout out to that case of the week. Because I think the idea that the guy we all immediately knew did it, didn't actually do it, but also did this other thing and is a piece of shit, was like, good. Um, I really liked uh, that we sort of acknowledged the um, that hit the person that he was seeing the person he was having the affair with mentioned that sometimes their sex could get pretty rough and that can often be um when people are sort of hiding what's actually happening in abusive relationship that is something that can come up so i just i thought it was surprisingly deft for lucifer in terms of the way they usually approach the case of the week which i think it would be charitable to say they're often kind of an afterthought yeah definitely and and because they were going to kill off Charlotte. <laughs> it was so important to really give her a very centric role to that episode, a totally. central role to that episode and really let Trisha Helfer do her thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and the way that it affected the Lucifer and Chloe relationship as well, um, in sort of having her step in and guide this one to the finish line. I thought it was just really effective. Yeah. Overall. Um, do we have any other, other beats we want to, uh, touch in touch on um or in and if not uh keenan marcus sb scotty uh drop any thoughts you have in the the comments in the chat and we'll touch on those moments as well mm. i mean i really do want to know where he is like came trafficking all those arts and statues because i had so <laughs> many questions about that random warehouse um i loved it but i had a lot of questions about that just random warehouse of presumably stolen works of art that I'm again I have to assume that he's just trafficking to support his vast criminal syndicate that stopped existing for a little while and then he immediately ramped back up without any problem <laughs> explains how yes, he exactly on a lieutenant yeah. salary <laughs> yeah Marcus says, I, I really like how Ella and Chloe found out Kane was bad. They were both told first, but it took seeing something small uh, from him for them to believe it. Um, and yeah, I, I totally agree. So like they, they're Dan and Lucifer say it and then they go to the meeting and he's choked up yeah. and she's like, that's not okay. That's it. That's all I need. And like the little look from Ella, I liked the fake out with Ella and the phone and then the, re the reveal that no, she was in it the whole time. They didn't do this, like lie to Ella, put her in that position. And then like, you know, her so well that, you know, she'll go to Kane anyway, which is, I feel like what a lot of shows would have done. So I, pr I preferred that take on it. Yeah. Well, and she was a human being again for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. 
It was great. It was nice to yeah. see her be a person. Um, yeah, I really, I enjoyed those, that choice as well. Yeah. So, uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the last two episodes of Lucifer season three, which are standalones, Boo Normal and Once Upon a Time, which is like an alt reality episode. Um, so, uh, guesses on, from those who don't know, on these what what are we hoping for? What are we expecting in these two episodes? Well, you've been teasing an Ella standalone episode for a while, and we haven't seen it yet, so I assume one of these is an Ella standalone Yeah, I'd episode. assume, like, the not-reality okay. one is an Ella standalone. Uh, Boo Normal seems like a like a good name for an Ella episode. Um, hopefully one in which she behaves like a human being. Um, and alt-reality, I'm going to guess it would be... What would be a good alt-reality? Um, if Lu- it'll be like if Lucifer yeah. had never met Chloe or if Lucifer hadn't saved Chloe, um, or something like that. Yeah. It's very much going to be like, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful life sort of deal. I'm sure. Um, totally. And yeah. yeah, no, I assume that the boo one is the Ella episode, um, where, which I assume she's going to Yeah, no, hers. I assume that's what... <laughs> Not really. But it would be great if she rejoins her life of crime. <laughs> she goes on a crime spree. So broken by the Kane betrayal. Wait, no, this is season two still. Uh... <laughs> I, um, I also... Uh, this just reminded me of another little moment that I really liked. Speaking of cops with criminal backgrounds um i liked dan's scene with one of his many one of the like many underlings Uh that kane apparently has in his giant criminal syndicate we know nothing about um where he once again mentions that he killed a guy uh and also because it just really good performance from kevin alejandro in terms of balancing um his rage at the way that Pierce talked to him about his behavior in the past and made him feel terrible, but also not regretting why he did those things. And obviously his motivation in both of those situations was to protect someone, whereas Kane is just human garbage. And yeah, it was a good scene. Yeah. Well, and just, just going like committing to the bad cop thing. Yeah. And just owning it was instead of pretending that, that that is not a thing that happened earlier in the run of the show um uh we have from uh from the listeners uh scotty says i love the look of triumph on kevin alejandro's face when he's pretending to be passed out on the couch and the hitman shows up but he went yeah. full method and, and drank all says, those think- beers though <laughs> uh marcus says i think that they are better i think the the last two is what he's talking about are better than the imdb ratings would have you think and i think as i think a lot of people rated it lower because many people thought these would be the last episodes of Cl- lucifer and didn't like you know like the, the the fact that they didn't deal with the cliffhanger mm-hmm. as was like I, I was like i hope he did not waste all that beer <laughs> yeah yeah um but yes so this now with the perspective of this finale, Allison, how do you feel about some of those IMDb ratings from before? Because they sounded insane to me when you were telling me them. I was like, how are these all eights? Like, and then I the finale is also like an eight. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously IMDb ratings are garbage, but I do think it's, it, well, in the context of the show was getting canceled and all of that stuff. I think that that maybe explains some of it, but yeah, fandoms just vote when you're rating things, be it, just be honest about how you feel about them. You don't have to just say they're good. 
You could just say, like, I love, for example, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, but I'm not going to give season one, episode five, a 10-star rating just because I love it, you know? No, that's not how it works. Save your 10-star rating for um, uh, Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac, for example, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you tell everybody that it's, oh, these are all great, and then they watch it and there aren't, then they are not going to keep watching your show. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. Anyways, um, let's wrap up the conversation on these two episodes here. We're going to be back tomorrow with those two, you know, standalones. And I look forward to your thoughts. Um, hmm. I will tease this. I will say that there is a costuming choice that I look forward to your guys. Does, does the green taco shirt come back? Oh, my green God. Ta- the green taco oh. shirt does not come back. Uh, alas. But I will, you know, I look forward to your, y'all's thoughts. And that's all I'll say. Um, okay. Oh, and then everyone be thinking about what we want to do after we finish our last two episodes. And then we'll do our season wrap up conversation with everybody. Great. Um, so we'll talk about that more, I think, on Wednesday, probably. But for now, that will wrap up our discussion. Thank you, guys. And thank you. We had some technical difficulties in the Zoom. So thank you to every, all, all the Zoom listeners for, for being patient. Yeah, thanks um, for hanging we'll out, We'll be back y'all. tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.